Welcome to the Arkansas BeerCast with Big Ray and Mike from Craft Beer Bucket List. In this episode, we will be visiting an Arkansas brewery you have to try before you die. I'm your host, Big Ray. Thanks for tuning in to the Arkansas BeerCast. In this episode, Mike and I got to visit Stone's Throw Brewery in Little Rock, Arkansas. Dude, I tell you what, I really enjoyed this place. Um, Mike, you know, you guys haven't heard Mike yet on this episode. He's over here patiently waiting for his <laughs> turn to talk. He's laughing, though. Yeah, it's so, good. I got to tell you, Stone's Throw has two locations in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. So they have the Mac Park location. Correct. And just so you know, type this in your GPS now so you can just drive there. It's at 402 East 9th Street in Little Rock, Arkansas, 72202. So they have a sister location, the Sift, or Sift, ha, if I could talk, the Stiff Station Tap Room. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's 10 minutes west, right, on I-630 of their downtown location. But you Yeah, can find 10 minutes, that. give or take, right? You ever take, right? Depending on traffic, red lights, blah, blah. You got, you know, the drill. Yeah. Uh, but that's it. 3015 West Markham Street, also in Little Rock, 72205. You know, some, something that I want to say, though, is I these, both of these buildings are like retro retrofitted, right? Uh, right, right. So they both got that personality to them. And I think it's really cool. No matter if you're at the, the Mac Park or the Stiff Station location, Dude, it was just cool to visit uh, each one. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, I do. Yes. So, you know, so let's talk about the Mac Park. So, like you and I, we found a parking spot. Right. Um, we had to kind of go around the corner a little bit. And if you go on their website, uh, they'll give you kind of like hints on where to park. Because parking can be uh, cantankerous at the the downtown location there at Mac Park. Um, but we found us, we found a parking spot and we walked up and they've got like a beer garden. Um, it's, it, you know, they've got a little, like, uh, it's little sectioned off beer garden there. Uh, and it was pretty warm the day we went. Uh, there was only a few people out there under the umbrellas and whatnot. And you walk in and it's a, it's an intimate little tap room, right? It's got a few, a few tables there. Um, they you go up to the, like the, the, what I call the main bar. Uh, I got a lot of beer there. And then they got a little like a little side area. And that's where we went and we talked with Megan. Uh, Megan is one of the owners. She's a taproom manager. And we'll hear more from Megan here in a little bit. But so uh, we, we got to go off in the little side room that has its own little bar that they use here and there. Um, but it's a really intimate setting there uh, at Mag Park. And the Stiff Station location, uh, there's, there's a parking lot right right beside it, and you can kind of recognize it because it's got the big mural of the like the trolley train car on the side of the building. And it's got its own little vibe too. And it's and it's um it's a little bit bigger uh taproom. Not that it's big, it's still got that intimate feeling. Um, and they've got a you know, they have a lot of beers on tap at both locations. So I mean, uh I, I think the the brewery was pretty darn cool. Um I, I like the character of the buildings they got. 
Um, and so anyway, um, you know, if you, if you want to check them out as, as we kind of go through this podcast, right, you can go to stonesthrowbeer.com or you can look up Stones Throw Brewing on Facebook, Instagram, and I think it's Stones Throw Brew on Twitter because they make you have a little bit of shorter title, right? Right. And then, um, you know, the thing to remember is to check out their hours of operation before you head that way. They're not open on Mondays. Um, so it's four to nine most of the time. And then, uh, you know, on Friday and Saturday, they stay open a little bit later. I think on Saturday and Sunday, they open at noon as well. So you got to check out their, you got to check out their hours. But, um, so we talked to Megan about the hours of operation, uh, where to park and then social media. And we've got a few clips of her. We are at Stones Throw Mac Park at the moment at 402 East 9th Street. Um, we've pretty much always been closed on Mondays since day one, just because Theron's always like brewed those days and, you know, wants to kind of have the place himself to do office hours. And that's when I come up here and do administrative stuff as well. So closed on Mondays, but we're open Tuesday through Sunday, um, Tuesday through Thursday. It's four to nine, four to 10 on Fridays, 12 to 10 on Saturdays and 12 to nine on Sundays. All right. So that's Megan telling us about the hours of operation. She basically just said the same thing you did, Mike, but better. But also, <laughs> she's going to give us some more detail on exactly where to park. When you come to Stone Mac Park, street parking is available on 8th and Rock, or if it's after 5 p.m. in the print shop in the uh, White Buildings parking lot across the way, or at Stone Throw Stiff Station, you're more than welcome to park in our lot adjacent to the mural on the side of our building, or you can park on the street on along Johnson Street. Perfect. So we're always welcome to street parking. You just got to be kind of strategic with the neighbors, but... All right, and here's Megan again reminding us how to find them online. Stones Throw Brewing on Facebook. We have our main page. We have specific location pages for our Mac Park Brew Pub or the Stiff Station Tap Room. We're on Twitter at Stones Throw Brewing, uh, Instagram at Stones Throw Brew, um, and we have a link tree. So it's like Linktree slash Stones Throw Brewing. So that is a Linktree. I don't know if you guys have messed with Linktree. That's a great little kind of like catch-all page for where all the links are. So that's great. You can catch our menus and beer lists and untapped there as well. And we're definitely on untapped for both of our locations. You can always see our beer lineups and food menus for here, there as well. All right. See, even that part, Mike, she just said that way better than you, dude. So we should <laughs> we should have just had Megan record this whole thing for us. I know. Yeah. You know what? Uh, that's the first time I, when we went on site, this is the first time I'd met Megan. Right. Uh, and you can, you cannot not be around her. I don't know how that, that double, she is such like a, a, a positive, vibrant person. Like you just, you just have a good time just because of her, her energy and her, her, her personality. Dude. Yeah. Her personality. She's just one of those. Yeah, just, yeah. It's a vibrant. That word comes to mind. Yeah. He's a cool individual to hang out with. Uh, so I mean, I learned a lot from her, and I had a lot of fun while I was learning. Right, just about the different beers that they have and the history, of the brewery, and right. all that. But you know, of course, their brewery. They're in the business of of, of brewing beer. Yeah. Um, she uh she had us try a bunch of beers, a lot of beers, and uh you know I am I'm totally okay with that. Um, yeah, I'm not so, going to have a problem with uh, someone, you know, having put a, a flight or two of beers <laughs> in front of me and let me sample those, right. but also getting some of the stories about them. Uh, you know, here, I want, I want to break back to Megan here and, uh, you know, let her tell us about some of the beers that she had us try. Right. Okay. And then uh, we can talk about some of those and uh, sprinkle in, you know, some uh, other details of Megan talking about those beers. Uh, in a little more detail. And of course we can give our own thoughts on those as well. What do you think? That, that'll work. Let's roll it. That'll work. Yeah. Here's Megan. 
So this is the Amadeus Vienna Lager. You can find it year-round at either of our tap rooms. We're going to start, uh, I guess maybe by the time this comes out, we'll have it out in cans maybe, hopefully, possibly in four yeah. packs. We're, we're, we're releasing our, we're, we're expanding our package as well. So, you know, uh, you guys are getting some insider info on that going to be coming out in the coming weeks, but uh, maybe that will be launched by the time that this, uh, this podcast is released. So we're really excited to be offering that soon as well, but you can always find that at any of our tap rooms. So... Ray, one of the first ones that we tried uh, was the, the Amadeus Vienna Lager. Um, mm. This beer has a healthy dose of Vienna malt. It gives it a soft, elegant complexity. Um, it's got noble hops, uh, you know, so it's just bitter enough for that balance. Uh, and it was really refreshing. Uh, this is probably uh, so. This is ava- it's available year round, right? Um, it was just really a good beer. Uh, and I want to, we have a couple of clips of Megan talking about the beer and I want to play them real quick. This is definitely like if people come in and tell me they want a Bud Light or a Coors Light, I might try the Amadeus. It's a little bit more body than what they're probably used to, but it has that kind of sweetness that they're used to with yeah. the corn and rice that I think that most people generally dig it. So again, that's Megan talking about the Amadeus. The, did I say that right? Is it Amadeus? I've, I've heard it pronounced Amadeus. You know what? Tomato, tomato. Tomato, tomato. Fair enough. So what I do know the next beer, the Dirty Seven, uh, is a, I think it was an American Pale Ale, an APA, right? Uh, I believe that's exactly what it is. And, uh, dude, a fantastic beer. Solid representation of the style. Beautiful copper color out of this beer, right? And it had a really bright white head about it. And uh, me being an IPA guy, you know, that's my go-to style. Uh, this is an APA, of course, not an IPA, but I'm a hophead. Super hoppy beer, great bitterness, not over the top. I think it's a, a very, I'm going to, you know, I make a little quotation marks in the air here as I say this. I think it's a user-friendly beer. And uh, there's not a Cicerone out there that's going to be like, dude, we don't call these, you know, user-friendly beers. But it's definitely a, a beer to quench the thirst, right? So kind of like, especially those who love a hot bomb. It's fantastic. Um, but it's gentle enough, you know, who those who might, you know, not like it so hoppy. It's got some nice notes of stone fruit, uh, maybe some berries, some nice citrusy tones as well. Uh, it's, it's an APA, so it's got a, a little bit of pininess to it, right? Uh, super nice and light on the back end. But an, enough of me talking about this. Let's get a little bit of information from Megan about this beer. All right, so this is the Dirty Seven. So it's a little bit more opaque, but a really nice kind of um, bright copper color to it. As you can see, really good lacing with that as well. Really thick. And the aroma is great on this, just right off the bat. Not nice, kind of like subtle pine, but really fruity. Uh, gluten reduced, gluten as far reduced. as the okay. uh, FDA is concerned. Um, <laughs> it is less than five parts per million, though, of, okay. of gluten. So, You know, Ray, again, Megan sounds a lot better explaining it than you do. It's true. <laughs> so I know one of one of your favorite beers we had there was Cover Crop, the Rye IPA. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Oh, do I do. Like, just, mm. That for me, that would that for me, that was my favorite beer of all that we tried uh, when we were there. So the Cover Crop IPA is a classic, right? Classic, and it delivers. Um, is another fantastic beer. The initial flavor is medium bodied, super intense malt backbone, and it quickly reveals some spicy notes provided by the rye. Um, I remember when I was when I was drinking this. Um, there's how do I say this? I'm sure you've had rye bread, Mike. You know, with like the little rye seeds in it. A time or two. 
and uh, there's a certain mouthfeel that you get as you go, you know, as you chew through that bread and, and you get, you know, the, the seeds out of it. And I don't want to say it's a, I want to say oily might not be the right word, but there's a certain mouthfeel that you get. Okay. Maybe oily describes it. Uh, <laughs> but I got the same sensation, you know, when I was drinking this beer as I do when I'm eating a classic rye bread with those seeds. And my taste bros really, really enjoyed that. You know, um, something that I, I kind of want to throw in here real quick, though, is, you know, so both the 37 and the cover crop, um, you like these high ABV beers, and these are a little bit up there. Both of those are like seven-ish, right? Uh, yeah, they were right, both of them right at 7% ABV. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm 100% okay with that. I'm a big guy. I can handle it. Yeah. And the flavor that it brings, you know, yeah. uh, I can handle that, too. Um, but the cover yeah. crop, dude, highly complex but super drinkable, absolute crushable beer. And uh, I think it's a perfect bridge between seasons. You know, I believe for them, this is a spring seasonal beer. Uh, so I don't know that you can get it year round, but when they have it, go for it because you'll fall in love with it and you want to drink it every day. And uh, yeah, you'll just fall in love with this beer. Well, so um, the next beer I'd like to talk about, uh, and again, we tried several, I mean, several, we tried quite a few beers. Yeah, we did. Uh, Megan was very generous and, and it was, a, again, it was a lot of fun. Uh, so uh, the Schwartz, uh, it's their German black lager. It's, it's a coffee Schwartz beer, right? And um, I, I, I don't know if you remember the minute we walked in and I saw it on the board, my, my you know, my jaw dropped, my eyes got starry, you know, um, oh, I'm yeah. a, I, I love space balls. It's, it's, I watched it as a kid and I just, I, you know, I was a Star Wars fan and then the Spaceballs came out and I was a Spaceballs fan. I love it. So anyway, when I saw the Schwartz, I was like, yes. Um, so th this is a beer that was light in body. Um, it's, it's got a really clean finish. Um, I thought it was, uh, you know, it had a, a pretty roasty uh, flavor to it. Um, it still had those, those coffee notes about it. Um, and, and so I just thought it was really good. It's a 5% beer. Um, you know, it's... It's got a few different uh, malts in there and a few different uh, hops. I think it's got Magnum and Hallertau. I don't. So, uh, but here, let's listen to let's listen to Meg uh, Megan. I call her Meg, like you know we're we're besties, um, and, and I, I would be besties with her, I guess. You know. So right. here's Megan talking about the Dark Helmet. Dark Helmet. This is the Coffee Schwartz beer. This is you know our Rick Moranis reference to Spaceballs and Mel Brooks. It's so good. So we use a uh, locally roasted coffee blend from Fidel & Company um, Cafe here in town. It's their Finca Santa Rosa blend. So this is a Schwartz beer. Yeah. So it's a black lager. So it has the roastiness of something like a stout, but being a lager like that Amadeus was, it has a really light body. Like you can, right. it's a pretty crushable beer for as dark as it is. Yeah. And like I said, it's got that coffee. And basically the way we get the coffee in it is we take our Schwartz beer and we take a finely, actually I think we do coarsely ground coffee from the roasters and just basically cold brew it in the kegs and to be consistent yet again she did it better than both of us yeah but, but hey she's the pro you know we're podcasters she's the beer pro so it, it yeah. it's okay mike i don't feel too bad about it you know uh, i have a feeling that she has a lot more friends than i do i That's hate okay. to agree with you but <laughs> i i kind of have to here so let's transition away from that Let's talk yeah. about the, let's talk about the Seamus stout. So the oatmeal stout, <laughs> yeah, their oatmeal stout. So it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's it's a full body silky beer. 
Uh, it's got, it's, it's very roasty and malty, malty. Um, you know, uh, it's got a hint of coffee. What I like about Seamus and I got to say, uh, I brought home a four pack of this. Uh, I liked mm-hmm. it. So, um, those we'll go back, we'll come back to that, I guess, but, um, it's so easy drinking. Um, I think that, you know, whether you're a dark beer connoisseur, whether you like the stouts and the porters, uh, that's me, right. Or if you're just, uh, you're not typically on that style, but, uh, you're going to be adventurous. I think this beer could be for you as well. It's a uh, 6%. So it's, it's not as high as like those IPAs you were looking at and whatnot. Uh, but again, here's Megan talking about the Seamus oatmeal stout. Seamus oatmeal stout. This is a fun one. This is, I want to say either Sean or Brad's one of their homebrew recipes. And so when the guys first got together to brew their first ever batch as Stone Star Brewing, like they got the brewery up and running, did all the work in there. July 31st, 2013 was the first day that they had together all off their day jobs, you know, off, all off work. So I'm sorry, July 4th, July 4th, not July 31st, 4th of July. That was the first day they had off. So they all got here to brew July 4th. They were brewing Seamus. Um, they were used to doing this on their homebrew equipment, but they just got in the commercial equipment. We're breaking it in. So the efficiency of converting the sugars into alcohol was way higher than they had anticipated for the 6% stout. And so they ended up with something that was about 9% at the end, you know. Uh, so now every year for 4th of July, we re-release that beer, the Imperial Seamus. Basically, we call it our anniversary stout because it's like the anniversary of like our first brew that they ever did. Um, I think that's a funny story, though. But they were shooting for the Seamus and got like Seamus and a half, basically. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a great kind of dry oatmeal Irish yeah. stout. Okay. And you know what? Uh, I think uh, we should take a quick commercial break and we'll come back, Ray. And uh, I think we'll talk about uh, Stone's Throw a little bit more. And guess what? We're still here. So thanks for hanging out with us through our small break. Mike. Yeah. What do you got for us? I know you got information. Please share it with the I've people. I've got a lot of information. Uh, no. So, you know, one of the things I like about Stone's Throw is the people. Um, you know, I've met Ian, uh, which is, you know, Ian is one of the owners. Um, I met him short, basically shortly after I moved here. I uh, got introduced uh, to him. And I knew that after meeting Ian and him talking about uh, Stone's Throw and all that, like I, I knew I was going to like this place, right? Um, actually, I met him at the Stift Station Tap Room. Um, so anyway, um, I wanted to ask Megan a little bit more about the history of Stone's Throw, uh, just just for my own sake. I want to know more about it. So here, here, let's listen to Megan talk about the history real quick. I'll just tell you background of obviously how Stone's Throw began. Yeah. So I mentioned the Central Arkansas Fermenters a couple of times. Now that big homebrew group that's uh, that's got a big presence here in the area in Central Arkansas. So Brad, Sean, Ian, and Theron, the four original owners, all met in Central Arkansas Fermenters. Um, they were all homebrewers at that time. And let's see, Ian was working in the Old State House Museum. Theron was a commercial pilot for Express Jet Airways. Um, Sean, like I said, is a federal investigator, and Brad is an architect. Uh, he's retired now, um, but he was an architect whenever all this got started. Um, and I was working at Bosco's, I think, back in the day. Um, but uh, so... Uh, they all met and came together in the Central Arkansas Fermenters and 
had the dream of owning a com- opening a commercial brewery, and they leased this building and honestly outfitted most of all of this stuff in the brewery okay. and like the drains and stuff and a lot of stuff themselves. Um, do it at, there we have a bunch of fun pictures from back in the day of them all doing all the work and like setting up the fermenters and stuff like that. Um, so it was really passion. It was a really big passion project for for these guys, and it has remained that honestly. And I think it's a really big passion project for the people of Little Rock and Pulaski County. You know, and that's one thing that I think that makes Stonestar a really beautiful place. And Ray, something that I foreshadowed earlier in the podcast was talking about bringing home beer. You and I, we had a mission to record a podcast. Our second mission, should we choose to accept it, was to bring home some really good beer. And not only did we accept it, we we we, we succeeded, right? We excelled. We went Excel. above and beyond. Yeah. Like to the moon. <laughs> to the moon. That's oh right. Oh my gosh. Um, so you know, uh while you're there, you can do a beer flight. Uh, you can get a pint, but you can get crowlers to go. You can get four packs to go and they'll fill growlers for you. And so I know like, um, so in four packs, I brought home the Paraguavera cider, um, which has been a big hit uh, w- with some cider folks. Um, the Seamus, I brought home some Seamus oatmeal stout for myself. Uh, very good. Already uh, had one of those. And then, um, was it, was it cover cover crop was one of the first ones we got in a crowler, right? That is correct. Um, so I had some friends over, uh, we were cooking out and, uh, my buddy, I said, Hey man, you gotta try this beer. I just got it, uh, last weekend. Um, it's cover crop. It's the, you know, it's a rye IPA. Uh, he's like, Oh great. You know, so I poured some in his glass and whatnot and he really, really liked it. And this is not somebody I'm, you know, I'm, it's, you know, not a paid endorsement or anything like that. Um, he just really enjoyed it. And, uh, so, uh, he ended up uh, asking for the rest of that crowler. Um, so I, you know, being the nice guy that I am, uh, you know, I, I let him have it. Right. Well, good for you. Yeah. I mean, hey, carrying it, carrying is sharing. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, we got a couple of clips here of Megan talking about beer flights, crowlers and all that. Uh, let's hear it straight from the source. So most of our beer, if we offer it on CO2, um, on draft, you can get it in a growler or a growler to go. Um, we'll fill your growlers. You can buy a growler from us, um, 64 gallon, 32 ounce, however you got it. Um, crowlers, like I said, work the same way. Those are really cool. If you don't have a growler, then you aren't bogged down by buying a new jug. If you or if you're out of cabinet space and you didn't bring yours with you, because I know how that can be. I have like 12 souvenir growlers in my cabinet. Um, so yeah, you can always get a growler, and those are great. Also, I know this time of year we're just talking about the sun shining and weather being nice. More, those are great for like the lake and places where you can't take the glass. Mike, you know what's great about beer? That I love it. The, well, that's there's that. That was a totally open ended question, but the right answer <laughs> is beer pairs amazing with food. Sure, you know food and bevy. Ooh, it's definitely a thing. Yeah. And uh, another thing I really liked about Stone's Throw is they have done a great job at providing food on site, made to order, right, via distant relatives' food truck, and they make some stellar meals like full meals not just bar food not like little snacks but meals and they're really known for their butter chicken which i highly recommend so if you like chicken you should order this and eat it and have it with <laughs> any number of beers right i'm gonna say I'm, i would pair this with the cover crop that's just me and my taste bros <laughs> i think you pair anything with the cover crop <laughs> i i could i could definitely oh uh, uh. like cheetos yes you know um 
is your your favorite breakfast cereal? Absolutely. Have a bowl of that glass of cover crop. No, that's that's a bit ridiculous, but you get what I'm saying. But I got to circle back to the food truck option. The food truck lives there. It's in the back parking lot area, right? Uh-huh. And uh, whenever whenever the the breweries open, I believe the the trailer is as well, and the food's fantastic. So and, and of course they have the inside area. They've got the tap room. You can get your meal inside. They've got the outside dining area. If you want to enjoy the sunshine or the clouds or just whatever, I, I don't recommend eating butter chicken in the rain. Just bad. <laughs> but you know, hey, it's safe to eat it inside. You know, yeah. um, you know. So Megan's the one that was talking to us about this, but uh, yes. we we talked to um, a guy there. That, that, you know, because you talk to anybody, I believe you talk yeah, to this I, I guy. Will. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you you said, hey, you know, because you you saw that um, he had just uh, gotten some food, and this guy was like, "This is the best food truck ever." I mean, this guy was really down on it. So I I think that's a you know, I don't know if he left a Yelp review or a Google review, but. Uh, just some random dude told us it was great. Right. No, absolutely. And, and you're absolutely, I will, I will talk to anybody. There are no strangers with Big Ray. Uh, it's, and I like to walk up on people. It's kind of awkward sometimes, but you see him, you know, with a big old chaw full of food. It's like, hey, is that yummy? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they want to answer you, but they politely decline for a minute because they got, you know, some butter chicken in their mouth. But hey, it's okay. I'll hang out for a second, let them finish. Um, yeah, he, he was really nice. But yeah, no, absolutely. But in any case, to me, that just speaks to the quality of the food. Uh, yeah. This individual is certainly enjoying it. I have no idea what beer he was drinking. Uh, he may have told me. I don't remember. But I it, remember it was, the it, food. It was a cover a stranger. Crop. It probably was. No, I don't know. I just made that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, but, you know, I, I've, got, I've got to circle back to this, Mike. Yeah. Um, you know, beer pairs with food. And food and beer pairs with doing cool things at the brewery. And... <laughs> On yeah. top of that, I really like how they have trivia and live music. Uh, they do the same at Stiff Station, right? Yeah. Uh, there's there's plenty of things to do. There's activities. Um, there's stuff you know at Mac Park that you can do. But instead of hearing me talk about it, I would really love to bring a clip of Megan back so you can hear it from her. Because guess what? She's gonna do it better than me. Here's Megan. We do trivia every Thursday. We are bringing back our live music this week, actually. So really excited about that on the 28th of May. So we'll be doing that every Friday at 7 to 9 p.m. at our Stiff Station tap room. Trivia and live music happen at Stiff Station. We also have rotating food trucks over there on the weekend since we don't have a kitchen at that location. But like I said, at this location, we have the full kitchen that's here all the time. Distant Relatives Cuisine provides our menu of really great, awesome stuff. So like I said, we did this Arkansas Craft Vendor Festival this past weekend. We Every year for our anniversary as well, right around the end of July, beginning of August, we'll put on Block on Rock, which is a really nice big festival that we put on out here. We shut down two blocks of Rock Street and just kind of get the big damn horns. There's a big brass band out there food trucks, um, other beer vendors, craft vendors, and just set up and have a big party out there for a Saturday evening. Um, So we're looking forward to that this year, July 31st. Um, Let's see. We often do... We're about to start another farmer's market. We've done those in the past, different like art nights around town, like the Historic Arkansas Museums, um, for the Old State House, June 4th through 15th. It's going to be the 100 and... Oh, goodness. Eight... 180th year maybe of Arkansas being a state, 185 years of Arkansas being a state, I want to say. And so for Old State House birthday, we're going to be doing a promotion where our historic Arkansas farmhouse ale, which is a fun beer I could talk about if you'd like, uh, basically a dollar of uh, every pint of that sold in our tap room will be a kickback to them for their birthday and celebrating 185 years of the museum being around as well. 
All right, so, you know, and that's stuff you can do at the brewery. Um, but the, the cool thing, what I like about Stone's Throw, and, you know, we'll talk more about this as we hit other breweries in Little Rock, the especially the downtown areas, there's a lot of other stuff to do downtown. There's other breweries. So, like, um, and you know, the, I want to say there's like a half a dozen that are pretty darn close to Stone's Throw, right? So, if you're doing a brewery tour, you can hit several really quick um, or really slow, however you want to do it, I guess. Um, but you know, there's stuff like they got the riverfront park, which is a really cool walkable area. Um, they've got a zoo there. I think the zoo is a little bit further away. Um, something that I made sure I took my kiddos to, um, was the national, uh, park site, um, of the little rock nine. And it, so you'll have to like GPS it and get you, it gets you there, but it, you know, and there's a, there's a lot of history that, uh, and, and this isn't a history podcast, but it's a really cool place and it's got a really good history about it. Um, and, and, uh, we also asked, we, we asked Megan, uh, to tell us about the community. Uh, so let's, let's hear, let's cue up Megan one more time. Let's see. So we've got MacArthur Park around there. We're really close to downtown, but it's kind of, I don't know, it's a few blocks from the main strip of downtown, but walking distance between like Lost 40 and their new project they're going to have, Camp Taco, which used to be East 6th Brewing. So there were two separate breweries over there. And so there was just kind of like a little like Bermuda Brewery triangle over here, you know. Um, so the neighborhood is actually really eclectic. Like we have a lot of older people. We have a lot of younger people moving to the neighborhood. A few, you know, young families. I see the more young families over near our stiff station tap room um, more so. It's kind of like two or three miles west of downtown and so people are kind of settling in over there but yeah there's a really nice like mix of people that come here okay. um and all kinds of genders sexualities you know people of color and that's one thing that i also really pride stone throw is being super inclusive that people because I'm, I'm like what is stone's throw to people and people have told me that we are just kind of the little rock living room for anyone to come to and okay. guess and guess what mike hmm she sounded better than you again. So she is like nine for nine, 10 for 10, yeah. whatever it is at this point, just knocking it out of the park every time. Uh, so, but, yeah. So I got to circle back. So Ray, what was your, your favorite beer was the cover crop? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The, the cover crop hands down my favorite beer at Stone's Throw, yeah. the right IPA. So, yeah. so good. I, I don't want to just drone on and on about it, but no, that was my favorite beer. Mike, yeah. what was yours? You know, I got to say, um, I, you know, on site, I thought it was uh, the Amadeus, um, the lager, right? And I thought it was real, really clean tasting. It, you know, it's, it's, it's very clean and quenchable and drinkable and all that. At home, I didn't, I didn't bring the Amadeus home. I brought, you know, the, the cover crop, um, Dirty Seven, uh, Seamus, uh, the Pear Cider. So, I, I you know, honestly, I, I think the... Seamus, the oatmeal stout, uh, has become my favorite. Um, I can see that for you, but I'm, a, but I'm, I'm a very, uh, I don't want to say fickle. Uh, I waffle a lot. Right. So sure. if I went back and, and tried their lager again, uh, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably change my mind. Um, but I know we, we also asked Megan what her favorite beer was, right? Yes, we did. Here she is yeah. talking about it. One of my favorite beers that we have is the stroke of state strong golden ale. It's an 8%, uh, Belgian strong golden ale. It's kind of akin to something like Duval, um, like a really kind of champagne-y, light, kind of honey, peppery beer. Um, the way that came about, actually, is um, whenever you work for the brewery for three years, you can have a beer commissioned in 
like for you like you get to decide the style the name whatever what you want it to be basically so we've had staff do like coconut browns coconut cream ales we've had a nice imperial ipa before so if you hit your three-year mark you get a beer and the stroke of state was mine so i guess i'm a little biased and why because i kind of commissioned it but it's he did a really great job with it like i said it sits right at eight percent it's one of those that it's like dangerously drinkable so um it's the megan beer it's the megan beer yes exactly it's it fits me to a t he did a great job with it so that's one of my favorite beers that we do and i'm thankful to have that around when it comes about so and that's megan right again even when she's talking about her favorite beer it sounded way better than us talking about our favorite beer megan's just a rock star dude i want to you know what uh rock star yeah i think she's a local celebrity as well I wouldn't be surprised. I bet everyone in Little Rock knows. When you say Megan, they just, oh, wow, from Stone's Throw? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, Mike, hey, you know what? We've <laughs> talked about our favorite beers. We talked a lot about some cool stuff you can find at the brewery. I want to remind everybody, look them up online, stonesthrowbeer.com. You can find them at Stone's Throw Brewing on Facebook and Instagram and Stone's Throw Brew on Twitter. If you're on the social medias, whatever platform you're on, look them up. You can find all of this stuff out. If you're driving down the interstate right now, listening to this podcast, if you're the driver, don't do it. But hey, passenger, you're on your phone anyway. Look them up, right? Don't just take our <laughs> word for it. Um, find out for yourself, you know, plug in the GPS and just go check out Stone's Throw. Totally worth it. Yeah. And so, you know, overall, um, I, so I'd been to the stiff station. I had not been to the Mac park location. I had not met Megan. I'd met Ian previously. Uh, and I know there's a couple of other owners as well. Um, but I was really looking forward to meeting Megan, visiting the other location and all that. And, and you know what I really love about it is, you know, every brewery is different, right? And, that, and that's the beauty sure. of this brewery industry and everybody, you know, and meeting people and all that. I just, I just felt at home and it felt like it felt homey. And when I came in, when I walked in the door, I felt welcomed, um, you know, by the staff, by, by the other patrons. Um, you know, sure. we walked in, we've got our backpacks on, we've got equipment and people are looking at us like we got three heads or whatnot, but, it, uh, everybody was very welcoming and it was very, it was a very welcoming environment. Um, of course, you know, Megan was a tremendous, uh, liaison, if you will. She was awesome. Right. So yeah. I, to, to close this out, I want to summarize this by saying, um, I think Stone's Throw has got some awesome people. They've got some some darn good beer, uh, and the experience is excellent. So I think if you are going to be heading down to downtown Little Rock anytime soon, you need to include Stone's Throw on your list. What you got, man? I agree. And there's one thing I got to mention. Of course, I'm with you 100% on you know people being inclusive, and it clearly speaks to a diverse you know group as it should. But man, there's something, there's a nugget inside the bar, not the bar, inside the brewery next to the main bar. And uh, I don't want to give it away. I want people to go in and look for it, right? When you go into the main bar, you see the chalkboard behind the bar with all the beers they have. Look up and to the left, right? Mm -hmm. There's two nuggets here. There's two two nuggets. (laughs) nuggets. Look up and to the left, right? And I'm Mm -hmm. going to tell you what it is. And also check out the small bar area. And behind the bar back there hanging up on the wall is some cool stuff. And I want you to find that as well. So a couple of nuggets. um, You wait. Oh, big. This is what Big Ray was talking about. Ah, I get it now. So, again, I could give it away. I'm not. I I was very enthralled with both of these things. And I want you to go and find them. Right? 
So I'm going to leave it at that. A little bit of mystery. Take the mystery. Go go to the brewery. Have a little beer. And uh, yeah, let's leave it at that. So with all of that, I I, I got we, we got to wrap it up here. This is a fantastic episode. Thank you for listening to the Arkansas Beercast. Be sure to check out our other episodes. Um, if you, I'm sure you found the link on the little flyer that you got whenever you stopped at the little travel center, wherever you're at in Arkansas. And also, I got to say thank you to Stone's Throw. Thank you for being a fantastic host. I certainly appreciate Megan, Ian, and everybody there. And also, a shout out to the Arkansas Brewers Guild for this collaborative endeavor. And remember to look at hashtag drink AR beer. Thanks, everybody. Have a fantastic day. Adios. Thank you for joining us on the Arkansas BeerCast. Be sure to explore more episodes and get your brewery passport stamped as you discover all the breweries of Arkansas. The Arkansas BeerCast is a collaborative project with the Arkansas Brewers Guild and Craft Beer Bucket List. You can find the Arkansas Brewers Guild at arkansasbrewersguild.com and we encourage you to find Craft Beer Bucket List wherever you get your podcasts.